Welcome to today's episode. We're going to be unpacking what I watched on Netflix recently. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know about that, Mikel. Do I really want to hear what you watched on Netflix? Well, this is a documentary where Jonah Hill, um, he's a famous Hollywood actor, sits down with his psychologist or his his um, psychiatrist and they have an open dialogue. They have an open dialogue about Jonah's life and also Phil, who is his psychologist, um, his life as well. And there are so many lessons in this in this documentary, in this episode, in this podcast. So if you haven't watched it, there are no spoilers in here. So dive into this episode. But I really challenge you or invite you actually to go watch this when you can. Watch this with intention. Take a notepad even and see what you can apply to your life from this podcast and also that Netflix episode. And if you've seen the episode, you will definitely enjoy this podcast today. My name is Mikel and this is The Project Podcast. Enjoy. What's up? My name is Mikel Kuha and this is The Project. These are the conversations I wish I was exposed to when I was younger. It's a chance for you to think differently. It's permission for you to chase the shit you love doing in life. So grab a cup of coffee, turn up the treadmill or down. And if you're in the office, put in those headphones and stop listening to your damn co-workers because we're about to go in on another episode of The Project Podcast with your host, me, Mikel Kuha. Today, we're going to be unpacking what I watched on Netflix last week. Um, essentially, this is a documentary of Jonah Hill, um, a famous comedian for probably most well-known, I would assume, for his role in Superbad. If you have not seen that movie, you need to. That movie was making... I feel like that movie was on the cusp of making jokes that now politically get frowned upon because people get offended really easy. Side topic. But um, Jonah Hill has created a documentary where he actually goes in and interviews his psychologist. He interviews his psychologist, which is a big... Um, a role reversal, I guess you could say, and it's done really, really well. Like, I feel like they went away from the standard um, rinse and repeat way Netflix do documentaries. Um, and what I mean by that is it's like the frame is always the same. You know, there's like a, a sit-down talk, there's some cutaway to some B-roll or some recreated scenes, and then they come back to the person, they introduce another character, and then they wrap it all up at the end where this was... If you've seen it, you know what I mean, but it's very, very unconventional in the way it's done, and I love that. So what I wanted to unpack today is, well, an overview, first of all. Phil Stutz is uh, Jonah Hill's psychologist, and Phil is a guy that, from what I can tell from this two hours I was, I was exposed to him, takes his, his craft a little bit differently to other people. The reason I wanted to unpack this, because I, th I feel like it's so, so valuable to everyone else outside of his consulting room. Like I can only imagine what his hourly rate would be um, to have high, high-level celebrities and movie stars coming to see him. So I feel like if you're going to watch this, really, really watch this. Like put the phone down and really drop in and see where what is taught in this hour and a half, two hours and where you can apply it in your life and where you can maybe reframe things that have happened in your life or use these tools in your life. Because it is so often when we sit down to watch Netflix, it's like we just want to tune off, we want to switch off, we want to decompress, we want to just entertain ourselves. But if you take intention into watching this, you will take a lot away from it. And I would even invite you to watch it a couple times over. But the things that really stood out for me 
in this is looking at someone like Jonah, you know, if you were to look at him from the standpoint of he's a movie star, he's famous, he made it, he's got a lot of money, he has the success that a lot of people dream of, um, he, he's had a goal in life and he's got there, he's gotten to the highest, one of the highest points he can in, you know, the acting space and being a consistently employed, well-paid actor in the space of Hollywood. But the thing that really stood out for me in this is the people that we look up to, we forget about all of this. And this relates so much to Instagram, social media, whatever the hell it is you're consuming. And it's like people need to remember that what you're seeing a lot of the time, and especially in a movie and especially on social media, is a a curated, crafted image representation of how someone wants you to perceive them, but a lot of the time not actually who they are. Now, I really want this to land for you because living in Bali for three, four years now, I've seen a lot of behind the scenes of those amazing photos and the content that people make. And it's like this back and forth. No, did you get the shot? No, change here. Oh, did that look good? Oh, let's do it again. Jump in the pool again. Like the the finished, it's, it's a finished product at the end of the day. It's a product. It's been packaged. It's been created and it's been distributed. And then, you know, if you're in the space of online entertainment or creating content for a living, if you're an influencer, um, you're literally putting things out there and watching what the audience responds to. And if they like it, you do more of it. That's essentially how it works. It's everyone's just fighting for attention online. But coming back to the documentary, it's like, it was really interesting to see. And like, we we all like on, on some level, we all understand that we're all humans and we all have certain um, needs, desires, fears, worries, concerns, stresses in life. But it was really good to be able to, for Jonah to come through this and share some of the things he's been through in life. And even when he got to that place he wanted to, one of the, one of the main things he spoke about was um, a tool Phil uses. So throughout this, Phil draws images, which are vis- visual representations of tools you can apply in your life. Now, Jonah speaks about when he got to the point of the snapshot. The snapshot is essentially, you know, the mountaintop of your life, that end goal, the thing like if everything went together perfectly and every goal you ever set and every everything that excited you in life all came together and everything worked, that is your mountaintop. That is your snapshot. And Jonah shares in this that, you know, the end goal did not fix what he was going through. What he was going through was holding on to all the guilt and shame who he had been and all the things he had done in his life. And he thought this extrinsic goal, this external goal, was going to fix all of that. And I love this. I love that he shared this because I had a very similar experience two times that really stood out for me. Um, one being when I was dieting down for a photo shoot. And I was training, 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 dieting, training. I was training out to 11 times a week and dehydrated, depleted, no carbs for like a week. You know, it's, it's, it gets to a point where no one's ever done this before. You're drinking up to seven, eight liters of water a day. And then you go all the way down to like 200 mils of water in a day. And you're, like, you're just putting water on your tongue because it's so damn dry. So 
for me, this was in, in, in a moment, it was that photo shoot, right? But outside of that, see, the thing was, I was so focused on the end goal of how I was going to look for this photo shoot that along the way, I missed the appreciation of the condition I was in. And I was forever finding flaws and things wrong with my body image and like how I looked. And then that day came and went. And then, as you know, if you've ever been in this space before, you you bounce back, you put on a few more kilos, you go back to the norm. It's not a sustainable way of living. And for me, like that's a that's a that's a small snippet of it all. But for me, being in the gym for ten years, for the first six, seven, eight years, I was trying to fill this void in me. I was trying to get to a body that was going to make me happy. And I look back at some of these photos and the condition I was in, and I was like, oh, I was looking really, really good. But I know how I was feeling. And I've been in this con- like an amazing condition before, just on a body composition standpoint, and felt great. I felt great about myself. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I've taken my body to the exact same spot twice, but one time I was completely happy, and the other time I was exhausted, um, overwhelmed, stressed, not sleeping well, and going through this this consistent cycle of self-judgment, it's not enough, it's not right, it needs to be more, it needs to be more, it needs to be more. And I was comparing to these um, to these unrealistic physiques online, and it was taking everything away what I was currently going through. And that's that's let's not go there. Let's let's bring it back to this. So the snapshot. For me it was like when I get this goal, when I get this body, I will be happy. And I feel like it's very easy for everyone to be like, you know, of, of course, like don't externalize um don't externalize happiness on things. Like money doesn't make you happy. All of this all these cliché quotes and like, yeah, like you can you can know that. You can understand that that's like that's a concept that people live by and you might be thinking to yourself you live by that. But let me ask you this. What are you pursuing in your life right now? Relationship? Business? The body? What is the thing you're pursuing in life right now and why are you doing that? Because it's so easy to be able to look externally and be like, oh, look look at that guy over there. He's just trying to make himself happy by doing this thing, but that, that'll never work. He'll just get to building his million-dollar business and then realize that his internal issues won't be solved by the money. It's, it's easy to externalize the advice. But one of the <laughs> some of the advice we give others is the exact advice we need to hear ourselves. So this is an open dialogue of me literally just speaking to what comes um, up for me right now. And that's a prime example um, for me in that. Another one was business as well. Maybe we can get into that another day. But it's the understanding that we're all chasing something. We're all pursuing something in life right now. And whatever that is, if that is the key to make you happy, um, I'll give you a heads up. It's not going to do that. It might might short-lived and it might give you a lifestyle that you can be happier with, but... This stuff comes from the internal work. It comes from developing the self-awareness. It comes from understanding yourself on the deepest of layers and why you act the way you do and then also understanding the things you're shameful and resentful and feel guilty about yourself and being able to love them. Next point. So one other thing that um, Jonah and Phil cover in this, and this is essentially, you know, 
the high level of everything Phil teaches Jonah. And most of it is a reframe. Most of it is a perspective shift. And this is what I do a lot with clients as well because we enroll ourselves in our own story. We tell ourselves a story about ourselves for long enough that people can't convince us it's not true because we hold on to it so damn tight because it's a part of our identity and it's something we experience and no one else understands because they haven't been through it. But when you can use tools like this, when you can use visualization practices, which he uses in this and I use my clients as well, when you can be able to get from a pl- get to a place and look at it from an emotional, sorry, an objective standpoint, which is to not be emotionally charged by the situation, you can start to see reality clearer for what it is. And when we can start to see reality clearer for what it is, we get to see the thing, the event, the story, and we get to see the truth of it. I'm sure you've gone through life and things have happened to... Oh, here we go. I'll drop one for you here. I lived by the belief and story I told myself that women taller than me will not date me. At the time, girls. Girls taller than me will not date me. Why? I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> But when I was in school, I asked a girl out that was taller than me. And she said, of course not, Mikkel. Like, I don't date guys shorter than me. And then I held on to that. I held on to that belief for years. And I would never approach a girl that was taller than me or even close to my height. But I can tell you now, I am now dating a woman that might be, Selena might be a centimeter taller than me or might be the exact same height of me, but that was a belief. That was a story that happened, uh, sorry, an event that happened. And that was the story I entangled myself in for years and years and years. So I'm just going to ask yourself right now, like what story are you running? What, what is the belief you have about yourself that you feel like is so damn true because of something happened? And where in your life can you debunk that? Where in your life can you prove yourself Maybe that's not true. How can you reframe this situation and look at it? Hmm, maybe that was their thing. Maybe that was that girl's thing that she just doesn't like dating shorter guys. It's not that women in general will not date shorter guys. It was just her. So I think we went um, a little bit off topic there, but that was Mikkel and why he didn't date women taller than him um, for period in his life by the way just a little side note this is a girl I asked out in school in potentially year eight or year nine so I would have been about 14 15 and maybe even younger maybe 13 or 14 and I held on this I held on to this for a good 10 years I'd say another part um, that Phil really speaks on is the truth around reality and reality has three three things that you cannot avoid. One, being pain. The second, uncertainty. And the third, being constant work. And I know Buddha speaks to this a bit as well. You know, he speaks on the concept that life is suffering. And you will forever have suffering. You will forever have pain in your life. Now, it sounds a bit dark and grim. I get that. But when we can understand this, that pain and uncertainty are parts of reality, life gets a whole lot easier. Like I'm not saying the pain you're going through right now or what you're going to experience in the future or what I'm going to experience in the future is going to be easy. But to think that you can get through life 
and not experience one of these three phases of reality or all three of these phases of reality, you're just kidding yourself. So knowing that we're going to have pain and knowing that doing the internal work, doing personal development, diving into different modalities of, say, breath work, meditation, cold exposure. Look, fitness to me is a a spiritual uh, modality that you can dive into and put yourself in a situation for an extended period of time and be with your thoughts. Take yourself to failure. Take yourself to, to controlled stress states and see the internal chatter, see the internal dialogue that comes up. Uncertainty. Uncertainty is always going to be there. And this is the thing, like what I truly believe creates true confidence in the world. And I think Phil speak to this, spoke to this on the episode as well. And if you can hear a dog in the background, that's one of our dogs. And Phil spoke to this as well. That's, this actually might even be Phil's quote. Um, true confidence is the ability to move forward in uncertainty. True confidence is to be able to show up confident in yourself even when uncertainty is presented toward you. That can go in all areas of life. And a big a big like I'm a you know I'm a big believer in you know business is the fast track to personal development. Same with the relationships. You know get into one of these containers and you'll see who you really are when you're really pushing yourself to grow and develop and be better and uncertainty is always going to be there in all of them so knowing that there's going to be pain knowing that there's going to be uncertainty hey, there's a bunch of great stuff that come along with life as well don't let's not make this like um an all dark like life is just pain and uncertainty forever it's not and then the third being there's constant work you know the thought that you're going to get to a point in your life where you're going to earn enough money that you're never going to have to work again because the work just changes. You know, you hypothetically, let's use the um, the number out there that everyone speaks to. You know, I want to be a millionaire. So you make a million dollars, then what? Like this idea of retirement, this idea that no work will be on when you do finish is not true. Like, you need to do something with your time. You can only lay on a beach and drink margaritas or pina coladas for so long. As humans, we thrive on growth. We thrive on, we thrive on challenges. We thrive on developing ourselves. And the reason why people can get to a place where they feel really down and out in life is because they're not finding challenges. They're not moving through. They're not growing. They're not evolving. As humans, we're, we're naturally built this way to thrive and survive and and to keep going through this. So so knowing the constant work, knowing there's going to be work to show up for every single week and that work, I'm not talking about the job you go to. I'm talking about every area of life. You need to work on your body to make sure you're you're mobile, you're fit, you're healthy. You need to work on your mental health. You need to be work on your emotional intelligence. You need to work on your emotional awareness, your self-awareness, your relationship, your family, your career, your money, like whatever it is, you're consistently going to need to work in life. And I think a lot of people fall into the, the is it fallacy? I'm trying to like flex my vocabulary here a bit, but I'm not sure if fallacy is the correct word, but... People fall into this trap that they feel like they're going to get to the end, you know, and a perfect example of that is the Monday to Friday, you know, get to Friday, oh, 
here we are again saturday sunday oh and monday and then it's wednesday thursday friday like it's living in this 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 cycle that of convincing yourself um the work's going to be over the work's going to be over and it's not so if i can say anything to you this is completely this is not phil stutz's advice maybe jonah's advice i don't know but if you know there's going to be pain in life if you know there's going to be uncertainty and you know there's going to be constant work why not create a job find create a business or find a job that truly aligns with your purpose truly aligns with what excites you every day we live in a world right now that you can monetize anything anything like you can take the things you're passionate about and i guarantee if you love the the strangest like say you love just one type of anime let's use an anime cartoon for an example and you love that one old series of anime you could literally speak to that and create a fan base around that because i guarantee whatever you like in life other people out there love it too and i really want you to like think about this you know this this job i'm going to every week or this business i'm trying to create is it really aligned with the best version of your life like so like what do you want in life how much do you want to earn a week what's your ideal lifestyle cost is it ten thousand dollars a week is it a thousand dollars a week is it a hundred thousand dollars a week like what are the things you need in your life to get the most enjoyment enjoyment out of it and then okay say ten thousand dollars a week cool now what what are you willing to sacrifice to get to that ten thousand dollars a week what are you willing to say no to to get to that because every time in life you say no to something you're saying yes to something else get real with yourself and now do you really need that money are you willing to give that stuff up are you willing to um are you willing to crawl through the mud for 5 10 15 20 30 years to be able to get to that maybe maybe not the last point i just want to cover on this today is the uncertainty Jonah has in this. He he shares with Phil so many times how uncertain he is if the documentary is going to be good enough, if he's doing justice to the story of Phil, if he's doing justice to the tools and techniques. And I really want to put a spotlight on this. You know, someone like Jonah who has been in the industry for years has so much doubt on creating an hour and a half Netflix show. Like, bring some awareness to that. He has he has been in this game for a long time. So this is the other thing, the constant work as well and the uncertainty. This is what it comes back to. It's like no matter how many times you do something, no matter how many times people online tell you that they're 100% confident and certain everything you do, they do, there's always a bit of uncertainty. And I guarantee you there's always going to be work in what you do. You will doubt yourself. But the difference between people who are successful in life and the people who sit on the couch and drink a beer and told their friends how it could have been is feeling the uncertainty and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. You will have fear, you will have uncertainty, but what do you choose to do with that? That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this. As always, DM me, Mikel dot k m-i-k-e-l-e dot k on instagram dm me some questions dm me some topics we're going to be unpacking a couple of your guys uh questions in the coming weeks which i'm super excited for um i've had a couple come through this week 
So if you have anything you want me to unpack, if you have anything you want me to speak on, if you want my advice on anything, I would absolutely love if you drop me a message. Let me know what you think about the episodes. Let me know what you enjoyed. And if you've got any questions, shoot them over. This has been Mikel. Thank you again for dropping into the Project Podcast. And I'll see everyone again on the next episode.